Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be back behind the mic, batching some episodes for you. Today we're going to be talking about how to structure your schedule as a busy mom. If you struggle with time management or maximizing your time, this episode is going to be so helpful for you. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, work-at-home mom, you work outside of the home, We all have obligations and things that demand our time and attention. So today I'm going to walk you through some things that I do to structure my schedule each week as a mom who works from home. Again, this is going to be helpful regardless of where you find yourself. We all have things we're responsible for, so different responsibilities, different things we do each day, all day long, but we all get the same amount of time each day, right? So if you follow this method of scheduling, it is going to alleviate any overwhelm of not knowing where to start and on what. Like if you're one of those people who at the end of the day is like, where did all of my time go? Like I don't even feel like I got anything done. This is going to help you with scheduling and structuring your time in your week. It is going to help you just start because maybe you also feel like this, but when I'm totally in over my head and I feel like I'm being pulled in 20 directions, I just don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I think everything needs my immediate time and attention, like the dishes, the laundry, work, kids, cooking, grocery shopping, moving my body, doing things that I enjoy, cleaning up. And when you feel like you're in this blur and you can't see straight to complete tasks like one at a time because there's so much that you feel like needs your time and attention, that's when it's time to press pause and take a step back and look at an aerial view of your life and really evaluate where your time is going. A lot of times we don't even know where we're spending our time. Like we know that we kept the kids alive and we fed them and probably mostly entertained and happy. But what else did we do besides that? Like, did we get anything else accomplished? And if you're anything like me, you have way more time in your day than you realize. Once I started implementing this time management skill into my life, it changed things. I now know where my time is going. I'm intentional with my time. I know where I'm spending my time each day, every day, every week. I didn't realize it at first until I stepped back and looked I took this aerial view of my life. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to zoom out. We're going to check in with ourselves. As always, I want you to be honest. You have to be honest. You have to be honest. If you're on the phone, on the couch for two hours a day, four hours a day, you have to be honest. I'm going to share with you how I structure my schedule as a busy mama, and I pray that it blesses you and helps you structure your own time each week. So let's get started. Okay, if you're truly a beginner and just starting out, you're going to want to use a weekly template unless you already have a planner that you can write in, but do not go buy one unless you just want to do that. I've learned over the years, I really don't need a fancy planner, even though they do excite me and motivate me for a short amount of time usually, but until I got consistent with writing things down, it really didn't matter if I was using a planner or a sheet of printer paper, you know, planners and new pens and new this, new that. That's not the answer, okay? It's just actually doing it. (laughs) That's the secret here. So I've created a very simple weekly template that you can download and print to use to do everything that I'm going to share with you today. If you want to kind of fill out your week as you listen, just pause me, click the link below and grab your free template, print it, and then come back and we can fill it out together. Okay, so you've gotten your template. You're going to write things down. The first thing you need to do is decide on a time and a day every single week to do this. Right now, we're filling it out together. But from this point forward, you're going to want to have a set day and time that you kind of plan out the coming week. Okay, so for me, that's every Sunday. 
okay, most Sundays, just being fully transparent, like perfection does not exist. So yes, things come up and happen. And there are Sundays here and there where I don't get around to doing this. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And some Sundays are so crazy. I just forget. It's okay. Just do it whenever you think about it. What I do is I set an alarm for every Sunday the same time when I was first getting into the habit of doing this. And this goes for anything that you want to start implementing into your life. Just set an alarm for that day and time until you start to remember automatically without the alarm. So I set an alarm for every Sunday at the same time. And I read a long time ago that reminders become routines. So hold on to that little nugget because it is absolutely true. Okay, so now that we've gotten the real life disclaimer out of the way, at some point every Sunday, usually afternoon or early evening, I sit down and I look at the week and I follow what is called time blocking in order to make the most out of each day, in order to squeeze the most out of my time that I have, okay? Very simply put, time blocking is a method to schedule your day using segments, so blocks, to complete tasks and manage that time, okay? So you're dividing your day into blocks of time. Each block is going to be dedicated to accomplishing a specific task or an activity, and you're only going to do that specific task or activity for that block of time, okay? This helps you to stay on track. It helps you to stay focused, helps you to not feel like you have to be doing 100 things at one time. We're just doing this one thing for this block of time. This means every event, appointment, activity, practice, everything is written down so that I can see where I have time and where I'm going to be completely busy. So I want you to think about school events, extracurricular activities, practices, church activities, any outings, special events. I even note if my husband has something going on or if he's going to be late. Any and everything is going to be written down onto your paper so that you know what's affecting your time. So if you're doing this in real time, you can pause me and go ahead and fill in your week or start filling it in as we move on. I personally don't write when my kids are in school, but I do write things like drop-offs and pickups because this is where you're gonna be spending time each day during those hours or minutes. So for me, when I'm picking up my kids, when I'm dropping them off, that is my time. Now, if I wanna go in that block and create a list of tasks that I want to be doing while I'm driving, obviously this would be things like listening to an audiobook, catching up on a podcast, listening to sermons, voice memoing people, like whatever it is to make the most out of that time that you have. We're gonna, like I said, the point here is to squeeze out the most of your time. Okay, so if you've got your template, you've got your highlighter or your pen, you want to start whenever you wake up. Fill in whenever you wake up, whatever you do. You can block out a time for morning routine or getting ready, waking the kids up, whatever it is. So my paper has written down 515 to 545, prayer and Bible reading. So I'm spending 30 minutes doing that. And then 545 to 6, I'm writing and reflecting. And from 6 to 630, I'm going to be doing work stuff. So the tasks for that period of time will change every single day, depending on what I'm working on. So that's just what it looks like for right now. Obviously, I can tell you based on the week that we had, there was one night where my husband took the baby to after hours. She ended up having a really bad ear infection. They didn't get home until after midnight. She got home. She threw up everywhere. We weren't in the bed until close to one. It was just a mess. So I did not get up at 515 that next morning or the next morning. So you have to keep these things in mind that life is going to happen. Things are going to happen and we have to be able to be flexible, which is not something that I've always done really well. I've always wanted to have a plan, stick to the plan, and that's the way that it has to go. And when you don't leave any room to bend or flex, that's whenever you have frustrations, whenever these like negative emotions start to come out and feelings. And we don't want those things to build. So you have to be flexible, 
understand that things are going to happen. Life's going to happen. Who knows? You may decide that you want to get up at 530 and then all of a sudden your kids wake up at 530. Like they usually are late sleepers. And then the one morning you want to get up, they wake up early. So that's just sometimes how things go. Then I have written down from 7.15 to 8.15, I'm driving, I have my tasks that I'm going to be doing during that time or things that I want to catch up on, how I'm going to be spending that time. Sometimes I literally write quiet. And that is, you know, assuming that the baby will be quiet. But even if not, it's like, I'm not going to have anything in my ears playing. I'm not going to have the radio on. I'm not going to do any of that. The girls do watch a movie in the back seat. They're usually quiet. If the baby's quiet, then I have a quiet car ride for about an hour, two times a day. So you're literally highlighting or listing out blocks of time and tasks and activities and things that you're doing. This is very elementary. Like I'm assuming that you're keeping up with me here. I hope that you are. I hope that you're starting to see what your week is kind of looking like. As you start to fill this in, you're going to start to see what I like to call the skeleton. So depending on the week, depending on your season or lifestyle, it may be very colorful. It may be very full and filled in. Or it may have hardly anything highlighted or written down. You may find yourself in the middle somewhere. But this is going to be the skeleton of your week. This is the basics. This is all of the drop-offs, all the pickups, all the practices, all the activities, the standard weekly things that you and your family do, where you're spending your time. This is going to show you what you're working with. It gives you a starting point for all the other things that you need or want to get done. So you'll notice your blocks of time that are already spent and accounted for and the blocks that are empty or not highlighted that don't have anything written down. This is where you get to decide how you will spend this time. The next thing you can do in the space provided is write down your priorities. So this is the difficult part because you may have to decide between things like laundry and exercise or reading a book versus cleaning up the kitchen This is where it's important to know what's important to you and what's important for you to get done, what has to be done in order for you to be the best woman, wife, and mom that you can be. And if you stop right now and you think about what you want more of, like what do you you want more of in your life? What do you want to feel more like? What are you working toward? What do you want your home to feel like? For me in the very beginning, it was I want to feel more calm, like I just want to be more calm. I want less chaos. So then I reverse engineer from there. What helps me move in that direction? And I explain more about this, like choosing a focus and living intentionally in episode 12. And I'll link it below so you can listen to that and get more clear about your focus and who you really desire to be and how to make that a reality, why it matters, all the things. But you need to figure that out in order to decide how you prioritize these things like cleaning and moving your body and doing things you enjoy, your hobbies, and also deciding what's a non-negotiable for you. A non-negotiable for me is that I spend time reading my Bible and praying every single day. Now, It doesn't look like probably the image and what popped into your mind. That's not what I said I'm doing. But those things are non-negotiable, even if it's for two minutes or less. It has to happen for me. Sometimes it happens on that car ride to school because I put in my headphones. And I don't know if you know this, but the Bible app, YouVersion, will read to you. So there's really no excuse for not getting in the word, mama. Okay? The reason that this is a non-negotiable for me is because I know that I'm a better wife, mom, and woman when I do. Okay, I just have to got I I just got to have my Jesus time. Okay, so you can create a list of all the things that you want and need to get done and then you prioritize those. Then what I do is I start to fill in those tasks into the empty or blank time blocks. So I typically have a block from about 9:45 to 10:45 for sure when the baby naps. Sometimes she naps longer, but I go ahead, I go in and list tasks that I can get done within that hour. And then you repeat this with all the other empty space so that you can maximize this time. Now, I'm going to give you a little tip. 
If you're doing something that requires you to be fresh or creative or at your best, that really is in the mornings. And I know for some of you, you're probably like, uh, no, I'm not a morning person. That's not when I'm my best. Well, if you get up and you get kind of prepared and mentally prepared and set and focused and grounded for the day, that's why I do work tasks with part of my morning routine is because you really do want to utilize the beginning of the day for things that you need to be your best at. And I guess technically, I mean, I guess, yes, there are some people who are going to say, well, that's not me. I'm the best at night. Like you do you, whatever you need to do to make your time and day flow how you need it to. But I'm just, I'm just saying that there is research and science to back this up. So moving on. This is why I use time blocking because I used to look at my house, look at my life, look at myself and think there's so much that I wish was different. There's so many things that I want to do. There's so many things that I need to do. There's a lot that needs to be done. And I didn't really know where to start. So it's going to alleviate this idea that you have 100 things to do that causes you to avoid doing anything at all, if you're anything like me, because the fear is either that you don't have enough time or that you don't have enough energy to complete the task. So you just tell yourself, well, I'll do it later. And I'm telling you, we do this without even realizing it. It's like a split second of a thought that's like, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I'll get that later. I'll get that in a minute. I'll get it tomorrow. I'll get it tonight. You tell yourself you're going to do it later, but then later never comes. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm the worst at this. Or if you're anything like me again, you shut down because you just don't know what to do first or second because it all seems so pressing at one time. Like, I I need to do it all. And since I can't do it all, I'm just not going to do anything. So if that is you, if I've like deeply triggered you, don't worry. Like, I'm right there with you. I'm the same exact way. And that's how I know that this works. So take a deep breath. You've got this. From your list of to-dos, this is going to include the personal, the professional, everything, all of these tasks that you kind of brain dumped in this space, start to prioritize them. So if you aren't sure how to number them, just make a choice. Don't overthink it. And then start at the top of the list and work from the empty time blocks in the morning through the afternoon, like I said, in the evening, and fill in these tasks. And some of you are going to freeze. Like you're going to say, well, I don't know, should this be second or third? I'm telling you, don't overthink it. Just make a choice. Okay, just put a number beside it. It'll be okay. And then put it somewhere into your schedule. And there is going to be a learning curve. So you may block out 30 minutes for the dishes you've been avoiding all week and find that it really only takes you 10 minutes to do them. Or maybe the work project or DIY project takes an hour instead of 30 minutes. The thing to remember is it is okay. Like guilt and shame are not welcome here. If you run out of time or if you need more time for something, if you're able to in the moment, like adjust if you can. And if not, you just remember it for next time. And like I said in the beginning, don't get super rigid and legalistic with this where, you know, you're walking around with your checklist and a timer all day and like, well, I have to do this for and it's two seconds after and I can't do this. Like, no, that already that sounds stressful. It's miserable. This is a loose outline for you to follow so that you can start to tell your time where to go and not the other way around. It's not minute by minute, my day must look like this. It has to be this way. No, that's not reality. Your kids don't care what you're writing down right now, okay? Your kids don't care what what you're writing down on this piece of paper. Life does not care. Traffic doesn't care. I mean, there, there are seriously all kinds of variables. But the important thing is to show you where you have the time and maybe where you don't have the time. I let go of so much frustration in my life when I stopped trying to do things during a time of day that didn't make sense for me to try to complete them. And then the second biggest eliminator of that frustration is utilizing time in ways that make sense. 
So it doesn't make sense for me to attempt to sit down and write or plan or work on anything that requires concentration when the baby or the big girls who just came into the room as I'm recording (laughs) are both home and not napping or not doing quiet time or whatever it is. So typically those tasks are assigned for first thing in the morning during my morning routine. But what I can do while they're awake, those are things like cleaning up, house chores, etc. So do you see how this tiny shift can completely change your day, your week, your life? Stop trying to do things in the time of day that doesn't make sense for you to try to do it. Okay, so let's recap. I've attached a time blocking template that you can use if you want to. If not, just use a planner, a blank piece of paper, list out hour by hour, day by day, all things that you're doing and helpful events that you need to remember, appointments, anything you need to plan around for your week. Don't forget, you need to do this at the beginning of each week. But if you forget, it's okay to sit down and write it out whenever you remember. In the beginning, set a timer at the same time every day. I did this on Sundays to help me remember to do this. So once you've gotten your time blocks filled in, create a list of things that need to get done and things you want to get done. Your non-negotiables, things that would be nice if you can fit it in somewhere, prioritize them, number them, starting with one being the most important thing to get done. And then take your weekly skeleton and fill in these tasks block by block. This is a foolproof, simple way to manage your time and your week. You're going to be so much more productive using this method. I promise you. This is also helpful in keeping boundaries. So you don't do something like clean the kitchen for an hour or work for two hours if you didn't need to or want to. When you're completing these tasks, be mindful of the clock and time. You can set a timer or an alarm if you need to to remind yourself when it's time to move on to the next task. You can do that without being rigid. It's just to help you be mindful of the time and to move on to the next thing. So this is a tiny baby step that's going to change the way you see your time and your week if you actually do it. That's the key. Remember, nothing changes if you leave everything that you've heard right here. You have to take it with you. You have to implement it. You have to actually do something with what you've learned. So get started right now. Don't wait. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review for the podcast. It helps episodes like this one reach and encourage more mamas like you. And I want to thank you so much for helping me spread messages of hope and light to mamas everywhere. 